Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another new episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 36 this week. Man, this thing is approaching a midlife crisis at this point. <laughs> oh my God, 36. I don't know. It's like I hear you counting every single week, but I'm just as surprised as the week before. I'm surprised I actually keep counting because most people stop after a while, but I don't know. It's just kind of become like so muscle memory to me to do it now. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be nice to hear episode 69. And then it's oh, just jokes I'm gonna, and jokes and jokes. I'm gonna have to buy like that that supreme coat or whatever it is. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do some dripping as the Gen Z's say or whatever the fuck it is. I don't even know. Oh my lord. Anyways, your host at the end of the roulette wheel today are Chris and Savannah. Yeah, that's right. I gamble and I know what the number 36. Anyways, <laughs> yes, that is us. We are here and we have another episode for you today. So thank you very much for coming on by, hanging out with us and checking out today's album. We sure hope you like today's episode. If you do, don't re- don't remember, don't forget is the better thing. <laughs> don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, comment, share, follow. All those great things help build up our musical community. You know by now what we're trying to do and we want you to be a part of it. So by all means, all those things are fantastic. And don't forget, we're not quite at 100 subscribers on YouTube yet but once we are we start doing that record giveaway one record Mm -hmm. to give away every single month that we're over 100 subscribers so if you want to be a part of that go ahead hit the subscribe button get everyone you know to hit the subscribe button just enjoy the content too i hope you're not just here to get the free records i hope you're here for the free content yeah you just want the free stuff don't you but to be fair, the content's also free too. So yeah, I mean, like, good, you're though. getting two free things for hitting one yeah. button. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah, just elbow drop the button, knee strike it, you know, et cetera. Et cetera. Don't Hulk Hogan leg drop it because you'll compress your spine and it sucks. <laughs> you'll lose a few inches off your height. Anyways, we're kind of going off topic there. Already. So uh, if you are back on this podcast, if you've been here before, welcome back. It's always glad to see familiar faces out there in the crowd. So thank you very much, even though I can't see you. But you know what I mean. I'm just being friendly about things. Thank you for coming back. We appreciate your company. But if you are new here, well, welcome to the podcast. We hope you enjoy your stay. We hope you have a lot of fun being a part of this community. We are glad to have you here. The chances are that means you don't know what we do, so let me explain it real quick. Each week, Savannah and I will choose an album, be it completely at random. You know, usually our own choices. That's the vast majority of the time. We also have special anniversary and occasion albums like this week's album, which we'll get into momentarily. And listener requests that not only have we done in the past, but we have one coming up really, really soon. So get ready for that. Regardless, we do choose an album every week. We discuss it at length. We rank the songs and then we rate the record. Rate the record. No. (laughs) (laughs) Only I I sit perfectly still. Only I may dance. I tried tried to get in there. Didn't work. Yeah, you, you have to keep up with my pacing. We don't plan this. It's not how it works. <laughs> but yes, that's what we do every single week. And as I already kind of mentioned there, and you can already see in the title anyway, so it's not even a surprise, but this week, episode 36, Radiohead actually just celebrated an anniversary. By the time this episode's out, it was on May 21st uh-huh. that it was the anniversary for OK Computer. Off the top of my head, I believe that's 25 years. Yes. Yeah. I completely forgot how to do math and I forgot when 1997 was. So yes, 25 <laughs> years ago, OK Computer, Radiohead, probably their most uh like at least fan favorite album to date. I don't know about the range of success, but regardless, it's there and that's the one we're covering today. The biggest album they got in their discography. It's going to be really great. Uh I I know the Radiohead fan base can be 
not all Radiohead fan base, but kind of like the tool one we mentioned before. They can be a little uh, pretentious with uh, how much they just love Radiohead and this album. But I will say this, just to make sure we're all on the same level of, of like, you know, being cool about things, talking about music, and just agreeing, disagreeing with each other. There is a disclaimer that we'd like to read at the beginning yes. of every episode, and it is as follows. The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album is strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We are simply two friends having fun discussing and listening to music. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter of each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence based on the opinions of ourselves or others. This podcast is a casual and for fun project, and you are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. There we yeah. go. Clean and fancy as per usual. Kosher salt, the rock salt, you know, what, what you, whatever you want. Table salt with iodine, I, iodine, is that what it is? Yeah. You know what? I'll Something work. along the lines of that. Take let's, all let's, of it. Let, I failed chemistry class, so I don't know. I just know words. That's all. Excellent. Uh, and even if you don't have them in the right order, at least you know them. <laughs> Heck Yes. So yeah, as I said, it's not the entire Radiohead community, but we all know there's those fans out there. So please don't be that fan. Let's just be cool about things. Let's just uh, yes. have fun with Rate the Record. So yes, as mentioned, it is Radiohead. It is the album OK Computer. So I think it's about time we find out. I mean, chances are we already know. But if you don't, let's find out a little bit about Radiohead. Radiohead was formed in Abingdon, Oxfordshire, England in 1985 after meeting while attending school together. Originally called On a Friday, the members chose their instruments because they wanted to play in a band together rather than a particular interest in a specific instrument. Under the On a Friday name, they played their first show in 1987, but not soon after, most members left their hometown to attend post-secondary education and didn't play a live show for four years. Radiohead signed to EMI in 1991 and a year later released their biggest hit to date, Creep. And side note, it was actually EMI who requested the band change their name and they took Radiohead from the Talking Head song of the same name. So Creep, the song I spoke of, was featured on their debut album, Pablo Honey, released in 1993. Two years later, they released their acclaimed album, The Bends, in 1995, which was followed up by OK Computer in 1997. OK Computer is Radiohead's third album, obviously, released on May 21st, 1997 on Parlophone Records. It was recorded at multiple studios around England and was produced by Ni Nigel Godrich, Godrich and Radiohead themselves. The album spawned four singles, Paranoid Android, Karma Police, Lucky, and No Surprises. OK Computer is critically acclaimed and has been cited by some as one of the greatest albums of all time. Sales hit two times platinum in the United States, four times platinum in Canada, and five times platinum in the United Kingdom. The album scored a nomination for Best British Album at the 1998 Brit Awards, a Grammy nomination for Album of the Year, and a win for Best Alternative Music Album soon followed. 
Rolling Stone placed it at number 42 on its list of the 500 greatest albums of all time in 2020, but was previously ranked at 162 in 2003 and in 2012. I could probably go on, but I just don't want to take up this whole episode. Literally the entire chunk of, I I guess not really awards, but pretty much just praises was far too long for me to just spelt them off verbatim. So I definitely encourage you to look deeper into it if you're interested. That was like, I believe the episode was you two that we did, episode 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like I I had to like cut down so much of the accolades because it's like they're yeah. like this is like half an episode's worth right here. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you're like, what am it. I what am I missing? Is this uh, too important to miss or yeah I definitely just just go long story uh, short up. it's a very popular album and it's gotten high praise all over the damn place yes yes exactly and there we go and what was I gonna say to uh about this album I don't remember maybe it'll come back to me I don't know I, I my memory's just completely gone today that's fine it always is <laughs> but I do remember that it is time to start digging into this album though so we can <laughs> finally start talking about it so let's do it song number one airbag you first please supposing so huh all -hmm. right so uh i i thought this song i mean really realistically this album kind of starts on like this really kind of cool guitar riff just to get everything kicked off i thought that was really neat and i also love it being matched with these like really crunchy distorted drums so i thought that was really great um the verse has this kind of like great kind of bouncy flow to it it's hard to describe that properly but <laughs> I, I love uh how everything sounds great and just moves along really well so i don't know this uh, like, so far kicking off very well um i'm gonna be honest and aside from me having to fix my screen here there we go as if i didn't show up prepared uh-huh. um okay so uh to be fairly honest uh my first listen uh i didn't like any of this didn't care much for it. Um, it's definitely exposure therapy because I pushed through and I listened to it many more times. Okay. I like it. It's not bad. Uh, the bass peaks in, and uh, in here and there, and it does kind of make it more noticeable when the bass isn't there because when it comes in, you're kind of like, Oh, hello. And then when it's gone, you're like, Oh, come back. But then when it comes back, you're just like, it's that much more impactful. And I kind, I didn't like that at the beginning, but I kind of understand why it's like that now. And I like it. Um, I don't really know if this is a good album opener, although I do like how it's kind of, it's a little bit more heavy than the songs that are going to come after it. So it was kind of a, a good start, although mildly misleading. I thought we were going to get more of this right away, but they made me wait. Um, I did find the song sound a little repetitive from the get-go. It wasn't really touching my soul, but I did add an editor's note and wrote, this song is far better now that I've listened to the whole album. And I did add one point after listening to it a couple of times. So that one point's better than none. Yeah, and and like I uh, I had mentioned to you off mic that not everybody likes coffee the first time they try it. They just have to have that in them to try it again and again, and eventually, you know, maybe you start to love it. Yeah, and I said I also said the same thing about beer. Again, it's like <laughs> you, you you think adults are so dumb for drinking this stuff, but then suddenly it's like you find yourself drinking the same mug the next day. Yeah, and you're like, this is great. How do people not like this? So I mean. I've, to be fair, that technically exists in stout beers. You can get that coffee flavor in the yeah. stout. Ugh, gross. 
but yeah, I'm uh, from this this one track. I'm I'm fairly optimistic. I finally remembered what I was going to say about this album, and it actually comes in the form of one of my notes. I'll get there in just a second because I only have two more notes about this song. Uh, I do like um, in the second verse how you have these like reverb kind of like quick pick type of guitar happening in the background. And everything I thought it made everything feel really dreamy. Very nice touch to kind of let the song flow a little more too. And sonically, this song is just super pleasing overall. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really started to enjoy it. Uh, so yeah, my next point is just a straight out blanket blanket statement. Uh, I'll actually I'll, I'll kind of go in in and out of what this point is and what I was originally going to say about the album. So basically, uh, as far as I'm concerned, like I'm not intimately familiar with Radiohead's discography. Like I know quite a bit of it and everything like that, and I know like a quite a huge chunk of songs. Yeah. But I do know, or at least to my understanding, that OK Computer was like the turning point for Radiohead, where it's like they they relied less on guitar heavy sound and went in more of an experimental direction. So OK Computer was the point where like, you can kind of hear that dividing line where you can hear where a band's going to be going after this album. Like mm-hmm. if they're, they're still playing with what they're comfortable with. Cause obviously there's a lot of guitar rock on this album, but then yeah, all the experimental touches would lead down the road to like, you know, kid a, for example, that would eventually down the road, you get like, you know, hail the thief and in rainbows, they just get more experimental as they go along. And this was that like really cool starting point. And that's what I really, that's like my main point here is just like, I like when you could see that dividing line in a band and like their discography and you can actually hear the change start to happening, especially if you have like retrospect and you can go back and like listen to this album. Then you can listen to the next one and be like, oh yeah, that's definitely where it started. Yeah. So even hearing this song, I started to notice that and I was like, hey, you know what? I like that I'm experiencing this. Yeah, it's much better in retrospect because you can piece everything together. But when it's happening, I'm sure people listening to it going, what the hell is this? Like, this is trash. Or like, obviously, you'll get the ones that are like, wow, like, I'm, I'm really glad that they're changing or they're evolving. But you're always going to have those people that are like, this sucks. And then like a decade later, after a couple more albums, they're like, wow, this this was pivotal. This was great. I mean... I'm a Nine Inch Nails fan, so I've seen the fan bases <laughs> do that with all the Nine Inch Nails albums that have like changed over the years. And people are like, oh, this isn't really Nine Inch Nails. Oh, this is garbage. It's just like, sorry that he didn't write the exact same album again. Like, bands yeah. are allowed to change. Yeah, yeah. And people are allowed to change, but I digress exactly. slightly. Opinions, mind, music, everything. Exactly. All right, so we'll move on to song number two now. Uh, Probably one of the more notable singles off of this album, Paranoid Android, because I remember when I was a kid, too, I used to love the music video. I thought it was really neat. Is this like a cartoon or something? Yeah, it or is a cartoon. It's like the a, kid in the like beanie has got his friend, and a bunch of oh, weird okay. shit happens, angels and naked dude, I think. Okay, okay, because my first point just said I've definitely heard this song title before, but I can't recall the actual song. But you saying that and me sort of thinking about it, I'm pretty sure I've seen the music video. I just can't place the song itself. I believe some angels eventually cradled some naked businessman in a blanket, make him a baby or something like that. I don't really, I I didn't watch it prior to doing this. Like I've seen the video a bunch of times, but it's been a yeah. long time. I think that happens. And just, it's so such a weird experience, especially when I first saw it when I was like, what, eight years old. So I was like, <laughs> what the hell is this? Like, is this what the world is about? I'm confused. Yeah. Um, it, it's a really iconic intro to just that acoustic riff. Is, it, it sounds fantastic. Like, I, I love it. I think it's amazing. I've heard it covered several times. And even by um, uh, Tosin Abasi, who we've we've covered here on the show before, Animals as Leaders, episode 22, uh, he played Paranoid Android on his guitar, and it sounded 
he's so fucking good at it. Um, oh, sorry, what I, were you going to say? I just have a quick question for you. Um, every time you reference a past show and you say what episode it was, do you just know that? Or do you write this down and have it next to the camera? I have it more or less memorized because of like behind the scenes, pulling back the curtain a little bit. I do keep a lot of stats on the episodes in our yeah. Google drive. So, I mean, with that, I, I just, I remember the placement of certain things okay. and everything like that. And also, you know, like I, I do the, the YouTube stuff, the thumbnails. Yeah. So a lot of the numbers will stick in my yeah. head. Eventually I'll forget. And I've actually forgotten the order of a few, but I mean, yeah, for the yeah. most part, I remember. Okay. Cause it, it comes out so smoothly. I'm like, there's, how does he has to have that written down? So I just wanted to ask that. <laughs> I'm a stats guy. What can I say? Nerd. Okay, continue, continue. Helps the show. <laughs> um, I do love the auxiliary percussion that fills in the verses because like, it's just layered with auxiliary throughout all of the verses, and I think that's really good. And I also like the, um, aside from just the acoustic riff itself, like these touches of like wavy, clean electric guitar that you hear kind of going through the riffs. It drifts out in and out a little bit. It's a nice little like atmospheric texture to kind of throw into the song that already has like tons of layers to it, but just I don't know. Certain things stand out more than others, and I think they sound great. Um, the acoustic parts behind the verse, um, I guess it maybe is sort of the intro. Well, I guess not really intro. I would just say behind the verse. Um, reminds me of Arriving Somewhere But Not Here by Porcupine Tree. And that's not too far off because I played them next to each other. And I was like, yes, that definitely reminds me of it. So, I mean, it's a good company at least. So that's nice. It's like an eight-year difference or something, something along the lines of that. Yeah, I think that one came out in, yeah, 2005. Um, so there is a riff that it continues on into the song, but it starts at two minutes to two minute 12 so it's just like 12 seconds but then it continues on okay after multiple listens that is my favorite riff of this entire album i it just it's in my brain it is embedded it is just it is in the circuitry now i it's like the low end of the acoustic guitar and it's just oh my god it just oh my god it was catchy the first time the more i listened to it i'm like I really like it. It just like it melts my spine and I'm just a puddle on the floor. I love <laughs> it. It sounds awesome to me. Um, I do kind of wish this blanket statement for the, the whole album for the most part. Um, I kind of wish that I could hear the vocals a little better and that's not just mixing. I think it's just his singing style. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wish for certain songs, this one in particular, that I could sing to it, but I have no idea what he's singing. It just kind of sounds like his voice is another instrument that's just sort of going along with the rest of it, which could be good, but I really want to be able to uh, emote with the song. Yeah, that's definitely become his like iconic style. It's kind of like this... Uh... It's like tired, slurring style mm. of singing because, yeah, like he always just sounds like exhausted and defeated. Yeah, yeah. It kind of adds some sadness to some of the songs, too. He looks like a sad man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to yeah. insult him. He legitimately looks like a sad man. And if he is, then I feel bad for saying that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, so that riff you like so much that's kind of practically the motif for like the entire yeah. two, second and third of the song whatever if you want to call it the thirds again 
I don't know what to call them. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> there's a guitar solo in the middle that feels really unorthodox in there, but at the same time, it still feels very interesting and fitting. And it, it and it's in the middle of like uh, the heavier movement of the song as well. So I think it just kind of fits it well. And on that note too, like the song takes a lot of emotional turns, like throughout the entirety of the song. Cause there's a lot to feel, I guess it's great how it manages to blend all these moods together. So well, mm-hmm. the layering, uh, like the layering as the song progresses, it's kind of intense too, because like, it just feels like more and more is being added on as it goes. Yeah. There's so much to take in on that. And like, I, ref- I feel like it requires multiple listens, but it sounds like you already did that. <laughs> oh, definitely. And I feel like, I, I don't really judge things fairly upon first listen because I just, I haven't listened to Radiohead aside from, you know, their well-known singles, mostly coming before this album. Yeah. Um, I think I've only heard like actually memory have heard Karma Police and that's really it. Um, but uh but yeah, no, multiple listens. You do pick out different things each time or you discover something new each time. Um, uh, the last time I heard it, which was, I had to really dig deep in there, but I can hear like a, just a speaking voice buried deep behind everything. And it felt kind of unsettling because when bands or artists put that in there, I always feel like someone's trying to talk to me in the same room. So I always kind of have to lift the headphones. I'm like, oh no, it's in the song. And that makes it that much more creepy because I feel like someone's behind me trying to get my attention. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it's just good sonic layering that way then. If it really yeah. makes you feel like someone's right behind you, then that means they must be doing something right in the mixing booth. Yeah, because I got the the vocals that are just very sort of, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe them other than slurry but you can hear a speak a clear speaking voice but it's really low and it's ugh, creepy but uh, uh overall you I might like be it. like talking about like the chorus or maybe even the pre-chorus i think it is because there's like an electronic voice that's kind of deeper yeah it was deep yes so it, it, i think because it, it's the same voice that appears in the song fitter happier it's like that electronic digital voice Ooh. i i think that's the exact same thing yeah. but yeah it's just kind of buried underneath and i think that's supposed to be the role of this paranoid android i'll have to listen to it again i mean (laughs) god forbid i listen to it again but again most people already know that we don't do lyrical analysis anyway Mm -hmm. so like i could be completely off on that but i mean thematically it fits so i mean yeah i'm tending i'd be willing to believe it well i i always do stuff like that it's just this is what i think of when i hear the song and you know maybe that's just what you get from it I think there's one song on this album. It's uh, I'm just looking at my list here. It's coming up a little later that I actually kind of did lyrical analysis for only because I was like, I feel like I had to because I was like I'm being tricked somehow. So I need to listen to this. So we'll get there. We'll get there. It's it's yes, a little yes. late down the road. Excellent. But speaking of that road getting there, uh, we have to move on to the next song. So song number three, Subterranean Homesick Alien, which I actually thought was a single because I've heard this one before. But yeah, yeah, I guess I guess it's not. I, I do have a question about the song just before we start or really get into it. Uh, is there not a song called this already by someone else? Because this title looks super familiar, but I know it's not Radiohead. Maybe something familiar, but I can't recall off the top of my head. It's it's Subterranean Homesick th- Blues. Is it Blues? That, that kind of sounds familiar, actually. Yeah, maybe. 
Because as I'm typing it, I typed that and I was like, no, hold on. This isn't it. And then I just typed alien. But I did. <laughs> truth be told, did not bother to Google it. Well, so <laughs> tell you what, you tell me what you think of the song and I will quickly do a search on my phone for it. Okay. Um, so just going back with the, uh, the vocalizing again, um, I hear more of the lyrics than I have the last couple songs. Although I don't analyze lyrical content, I still just want to be able to hear more than just sort of, uh, I guess I I just call it vocalizing because I'm not really sure what he's saying, you know? Speaking of not understanding what people are saying, Subterranean Homesick Blues by your favorite artist, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan! Subterranean Homesick Blues! I'm singing the blues because I'm homesick in the subterranean. Is that the one where he has the cards in the video? That's also entirely possible. I'm not 100%. I know the video you're talking about. I just don't know the name of it. Okay, I it's all piecing together. Also, when you said... Oh my God, please kill me. I... I should not have fucking brought this up. Um, (laughs) As soon as you said not knowing what they're saying, I was like, oh, for fuck's sakes, I know exactly what this is. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, I just want to hear more of the words because, like, I don't want to analyze them. I just want to relate. I just want to feel that connection, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought the composition of this track was perfect for like the like the theme or title i guess you want to go along with because like the first bit of the song for a little while sounds kind of lonely uh but it also makes a lot of use of these like really unusual kind of like otherworldly sound effects like on guitars and everything so i thought that was really cool so it really kind of plays in that idea of of a homesick alien like i thought it was really cool playing into that with sound and like I don't know. I guess on that note, too, yeah, the song is kind of dreamy also, just kind of like the parts of the first one as well. kind of makes me feel like I'm drifting a little bit. It's very smooth and atmospheric going through this whole thing, so I really appreciate the songwriting in this one. And, like, although the choruses don't exactly pop, I don't know, yeah, they they feel like a little underwhelming, but at the same time, like, it works for the feelings being given in this track. So, I don't know. There's still a lot to appreciate about the song and just how it's being composed, but like, yeah, at the same time, just parts of it didn't pop out too much for me. Uh, I agree with that. Um, while grand scheme of things, like I like the song, I would listen to it again. Same. Um, I didn't find the song very interesting. Um, it does feel like that there's just sort of a lot going on and I have sort of a hard time discerning what is what and I can't really put it into words because I feel like a lot of a lot of it is atmospheric or sort of drawn out sort of sounds that is very, very difficult for me to separate from the rest of it in order to talk about it. So all I can say is just sort of I, I agree with the sort of dreamy feeling, but it, it did kind of seem very um, eh to me. I, I guess I liked it more than you then because yeah. I didn't exactly find the song boring. I do really like the song, actually. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like realistically this whole album, not just the song, but this this whole album is kind of ahead of its time. I mean, like 1997. I mean, there was probably things like it out at the time, but because OK Computer has stood out so well and stands up really well even to this day, I mean, 
I don't know. I, I appreciate a lot more about it in that sense. And then songs like this, just kind of like using these really unique sounds and like style of layering and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It really makes me appreciate it more. So that's that kind of adds to the excitement, I guess. It's not like exciting, like energetic, but it's just like, yeah. oh, this is fascinating. This is this is a unique approach to this song, like blah, 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 that kind of thing. I think some of it for me is definitely reliant on tempo, where when it is such a sort of slower tempo that it's just kind of like, okay, like when, when are we going to get there? And instead of a high speed train, I'm like sitting in the back of a rickshaw and I'm like, okay, I got places to be. Bring me there now. There's a song coming up later on the album where I think you might have that same (laughs) note. Oh, I don't doubt it. Oh, we will get there eventually, but we have to, we'll move on now to a song that's not that, but it very well could be. Number four, exit music parentheses for a film. Um, so I don't really know what I was hearing, but it to me it sounded like crowded beach noises. Um, I kind of sounded like waves, people talking, sort of clamoring. Uh, to be honest, I was just waiting for a seagull to start crying, which, which did make me laugh inside. Um this song didn't really touch me like I wanted it to. Not that way, pervs. Um, I, I wrote sort of, an, an, I guess, an analogy. Um, it's like a cream that's just not absorbing into my skin. Like I'm just trying to put it on, but it's just not getting in there. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's the, the slower tempo again that is just like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe I guess because I we we clearly feel two different ways about the song. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I already feel like this song is like tremendously more intimate than the previous tracks that we've had so far. Because I mean, like mm-hmm. you have like Tom York's vocals who are just like up front, and they sound really like tired. But it's like just kind of like right next to you type thing, singing directly at you. Like there's no filter or anything. It's just kind of there and very in your face. And it, it really tends to drive that emotional spike a little further because, like, this obviously sounds like a sadder type song. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Because of that, it works. Although it's it's weird to use the word jarring in this song, but it only is because, like, the vocals haven't been this upfront so far. So just suddenly, like, it's like he took two steps closer to the microphone type thing. Yeah. You're just kind of like, oh, okay, hey. Yeah. You're like, you're like six feet, bro, please. And yeah, um, you were mentioning like those the weird background sounds. Like yeah, it just sounds like sample looping, uh, yeah. and I'm that's that's got to be what it was. Uh, it it really continues to build like an unsettling tension in the song because there's kind of a tension being built in this song that I actually kind of like, even though it's mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if it's weird to say that, but I don't know. I like I like what they're doing with this song, like just building imagery and storytelling and everything like that. So it works really well. There's also like this kind of like choir synth thing that you kind of hear in the pre-chorus a little bit. It sounds like a little abrupt and choppy in its presentation, but there's like something kind of endearing about it. And it once again, just feels very unsettling. It mm. works with all of this imagery being built so far and like just kind of like an off note, I guess, but it's songs like this. And there's a few others on this album too, where you can really hear where bands like Muse get their influence from. I can hear it in the vocal styling. I can hear it in the writing. Like, I know Muse also does, like, faster, heavier stuff. But, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like Matthew Bellamy heard this song in 1997. He's like, I got to write a song that sounds like this. The only thing I know about Muse is I'm pretty sure he dated or married Drew Barrymore, I think. 
That was Tom Green. No, no. Kate Hudson. Someone, I think Kate Hudson. That's Kate Hudson. it. Yes. Yeah, they're all the same. That's Wait, all. I've never heard Muse before. You never heard like Stockholm Syndrome or anything like Hysteria? Uh, maybe if it like if it was on the radio, but I didn't know it was them. But uh, I couldn't name any Muse song that I've ever heard. Oh, God. What's that one really? Uh, Knights of Cydonia is probably like the most radio friendly, not radio friendly, but like the most overplayed radio song by Muse there is. Although it's oh. badass. I love that song, but it's still overplayed. Oh. Interesting. We should do them sometime. You hear that, audience? Go ahead and uh, request a Muse album. Please, none of the new ones. Some One of the older <laughs> ones, please. I beg you, please. Oh, my God. Like Origins of Symmetry or something, please. Maybe Supermassive Black Hole. Definitely Absolution. Anyways, that's going way off topic here. Anyways, I found that there was just so much happening, like panning, mostly ambient atmospheric sounds with, you know, the sad wailing vocals. Like you do feel that emotion. Um, the crunchy overdriven bass really doesn't do it for me. And it kind of kicks me out of whatever scene the rest of the song was trying to paint. It just, I don't know. It just kind of kicked me out of it, I guess, lack of better term. Um, I guess I have one, one last note, the, uh, acoustic at the beginning was all right, but it just adds to the, this is so slow feeling that I felt the first few times I listened to it. And that feeling didn't really fade too much. Well, to be fair to, uh, like, you didn't really know coming into this, but like Radiohead aren't exactly known for like their big pick me up style songs. Like they do have them, but those just... are the only ones I've heard. <laughs> Well, yeah, because, like, they'd probably play better on the radio and everything like yeah. that. Although then you have, like, uh, like Fake Plastic Flowers, I think the song's called. Oh, God, I don't even remember. Uh, trees. Fake Plastic Trees. Yes, that's it. I was thinking of the song uh, The Last Flowers or something like that. But regardless, yeah. Like, you have, like, slower, quieter songs. Then you have, like, No Surprises as well, which is kind of a like quieter-ish song. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, a lot of the heavier or at least more intense ones are uh, definitely radio singles. Yeah. So when you actually sit through an album, you'll get a lot of not that. Yeah. See, I I didn't know what to expect. And I've only heard sort of the, like, I use this term loosely here, but like the more poppy sort of friendlier songs, I guess, a little more upbeat. So listening to these slower ones, I'm like, oh my God, is like, is this different? Is this different because it's a different album? Is this actually the type of music that they play and they only released these ones for the radio for a specific reason? It didn't really paint a accurate picture of the band itself starting on this album. Well, and to, to be fair, though, they were in the middle of like this big metamorphosis for the band. Like yeah. this, this was like entering the cocoon at this point before like, you know, fucking bursting out with your wings and shit yeah so yeah like if it's it's weird to pick an album to be introduced to radiohead with because like all of them start sounding so different from the previous yeah that's that's like saying like in bloom was your introduction to radiohead then you go back and listen to the bands you're like what the fuck this is two different bands (laughs) because like in bloom was just like crazy experimental yeah but anyways we will move on from that now because i mean like there's a lot of radiohead to talk about and i mean it's unfortunate because I, I wanted to show some merchandise because the only I have two Radiohead albums and uh, none of them are OK Computer. <laughs> I do have Hail to the Thief, though, which is one of my favorites, but that's kind of I digress anyways. Anyways, yep. song yep. number five, Let Down. Um, I I was I was thinking it would have been an appropriate time for a pickup because like as we were just mentioning, like there's not a whole lot of that in this album. 
Yeah. But I guess I was let down. Ha 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 ha. And then after that, I wrote XD like seven times. Ha <laughs> 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 Get it? Joke. Funny. Anyways, let's keep talking about the song. <laughs> so, yep. So far, uh, I've no, that's the only pun I have. I promise. Oh, thank uh, God. So far, it's it's like the least standout track on the album. It's almost like an alt contemporary type track like you know the, you hear like a contemporary rock radio or something like that which i'm not yeah you'd probably hear it but like not me uh, <laughs> i don't listen to, well i would mention a radio station but like anyone outside of hamilton wouldn't know what the hell i'm talking about so whatever you know contemporary rock i'm talking like yeah. uh i don't even know i don't even know i'm so unfamiliar with that genre um yeah. i do like the tom heavy like percussive progression of the song i think that's great because it carries it very well I like how everything has like this wide open acoustic feel to it too. So like, I don't know. It's just it's a very expansive sounding song. I feel like this track would have been better later on in the album. I don't think this is the appropriate yeah. place for it. But I mean, it is what it is. And we have to, I'm not going to rate it like lower because of where it is. But I'm just saying it probably would have gotten a better mark had it been later. Because like, oh, okay, we're just coming, we're coming down now. So a track like this works. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. I just. I wish it was somewhere else on the album. And uh, only one more note, like really, uh, the the interesting addition of computery noises towards the end of the song. Probably the more standout part of the track, but not really all that exciting enough to like boost it up too high. All right. So I'm going to start with that note. I'm going to piggyback on that. Uh, the computer noises seemed so out of place in this song. It was at the end, but it was only in one other spot, maybe a minute before the song ended. So it wasn't really touching upon a theme within the song. It was just sort of maybe leading into the next song. So they kind of jump started there. I don't know. Um, I found that at least this one sounds a little different. Perhaps it's the tambourine to add a little bit of light to what seemed so far to be kind of a gray start to the album. It, to me, is kind of sad and I guess moderately introspective. Um, I heard some sort of 60s jangle pop to this. Uh, very appreciative. I very much like that. Um, again, we differ in our opinions, but you know what? I'm cool with that now. Hated it at the beginning. I've settled with it now. Um, we've been differing opinions for 36 episodes now. So, I mean, you better get used to it at some point. Well, yeah, but what you don't see is after we stop recording, I have this, I have this pillow with your picture on it and I just punch it every time. Regardless, I feel flattered that you have something with my face on it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it. I'm throwing it out. Even if it's violent. I didn't know you felt that way about me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) moving on. Um, it does start to get a little slower in the middle. Um, And just to clarify, when I say that it's slow, it doesn't mean that nothing's happening. It's just kind of repetitive to really get where it's going. It's just slow in pace. Um, Yeah, the the computer noises. um, Otherwise, I don't mind this song at all. I would play it again, for sure. All right, fair enough. At least one of us likes it more than the other. Like, I don't hate the song. I mean, again, this is one of those albums where I don't really hate the music. Uh Some tracks I could probably skip if I was to listen through again, but, I mean, who knows? I'd just probably leave it on anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, they're they're probably few and far between. You know, it's not more than 50% of the album. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so song number six, the halfway point of this album, and probably one of the, aside from Creep, like one of their biggest singles, yeah. Karma Police. I definitely know this one because of Much Music's Big Shiny Tunes 3. <laughs> exactly, yes. And also the music video where the guy's just being chased by like a ghost car or some shit for the entirety of the I've, video. I don't think I've ever seen the video. I'll, I'll pitch it to you in like five seconds because that's all you need. So basically this guy wakes up in front of a car with his headlights on like a dead road in the middle of night and just starts slowly going towards him. And he's just running away from the car the entire time. That's the entirety yeah. of the video. And Tom York's in the back seat just kind of lazily watching and singing as it's happening. Interesting. <laughs> that's the entire video. But yeah, it's hard not to be biased on this one, like just considering like how extremely familiar we are with yeah. this song. Oh my God, yes. I like the piano and I think that it adds something to the album that just hasn't shown up so far. So it is pleasing to hear. Um, I definitely agree with the familiarity and possibly skewing my opinion on it. But I mean, I liked it when I heard it the first time. I like it just as much, if not even more because of that familiarity where you hear it and you're like, I know what's coming up. I it's, it's like a nice warm blanket of comfort because you've heard it so often, you know? So I kind of like, I like that feeling. Um, I definitely see why this was a single um, incredibly marketable. I can make out mostly all of the lyrics. Don't know what he's saying, but at least I can hear discernible words. I like that. I feel connected to it. And the addition of the oohs and ahs, whether real or if it's like, you know, a, a synth keyboard. Oh, it's probably but, real. It's probably Tom York being very atmospheric as per usual. I, it would sound hollow without them. Oh, it, yeah. it fills it out very nicely and it's not obnoxious and it's not unnecessary. It's just... It's very complimentary. Well, and as I've said with this album already, like it's been great with its layering. So, I mean, like it just, this is not songs, another example of that, how, yeah, it, there's a lot of deep layers to it, but they all kind of play a part in what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, with the song too, it, it, it obviously, yes, as you already said, it's very like mem memorable. It's, there's a reason why it's a single in the first place. And I mean, like, even with the hook, this is what you get when you mess with us, like the clearest part of the song. But I mean, like, I don't know. There's something very striking about those lyrics, especially saying in a quiet voice too. I don't know. It just sounds really cool. I like Men it. I don't know. It's like menacing. Yeah. And he, the fact that he's saying it so quietly, is like, he, it's kind of like this weird confidence about it. It's like, this is what you get when you mess with us. Yeah. As he's like hitting a baseball bat against his palm of his hand. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> um, I do love how, like, aggressive the drums feel in the verses, though, considering how, like, kind of soft and easygoing everything is. The snare feels so heavy compared yeah. to, like, the vocals with the, like, the acoustic and piano, like, melding together with the melodies. So, I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. And then, yeah, the chorus is really simple but effective, too. Like, in, like just the way the piano is written in the chorus specifically is, like, really, really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like an ugly duckling scenario in a way. And like, I had to think about this for a little bit because as compared to like the very silky flowing acoustics and, you know, the background singing and everything like that with like these exhausted vocals, once again, from Tom York, just sounding that way naturally. Um, the piano stands out sound sounding really strange, but it also manages to make it one of the best parts of the course and maybe even the song period. Like j just the... Just the the simple melody of the piano just sounding so strange. It just it stands out on its own with that. And I don't know. It makes the song just that much better, though. 
Because mm-hmm. without that, like little those like little individual notes playing along in the chorus, I don't know if it would have been a better song. I doubt it. It's better for the way it is now. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just I really like things like that, and this song kind of nails it. And I mean, once again, that's why it's one of their most popular songs of all time because yeah. of little tiny moments like that. And like the entire second half of the song too feels so grand as the sound is like constantly expanding, and like everything just kind of carries out like this moderate reverb to it. So it just, it feels bigger and bigger and bigger as it goes. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into the noises at the end and it just kind of makes it feel like a weird dream scenario where it's like everything kind of just rings out into this like weird noisy thing. That's kind of like dying down in pitch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a really interesting experience on this track. Um, One, one note is I do like the siren like ending. I think the music fading into that sounds all right. It sounds it's like it's prepping you for the next one, which I like. Um, now, my favorite part of the whole song, you know, piano aside, I really like the embellishment on the last line of I lost myself. Like, if I could sing, like, proper, I would. But he does it, and he kind of go like, wavers a little bit. Myself. Yeah, that. Yeah. I very, I really liked it. It added something that wasn't in the rest of the song because he sings it the same way and only sings it that way once. And it's the very last sign last time. So you can kind of hear that sort of eagerness. And I like that a lot. It It touched my soul. It's always good when a musician does that too, because like, yeah, if you can differentiate like whether it be like a last course or verse or something like that, you do something just slightly different with it to like, you know, really make it stand on its own and just be like, this is the final time you're going to hear this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that works out really well. And yeah, it sounds, sounds great when he does it. Yeah. I liked it. All right. So we'll move on to the second half of the album, but we're going to start by not scoring the song or track, I guess, fitter, happier. Uh, yeah. Because it's kind of, to those of you who saw the tool episode last week, episode 35, um, it's the same idea as the song, Harry man back for uh, off the, the album Anima, where it's kind of just like, you hear this digital voice talking. There's a little tiny bit of music, but it's not really enough to count. And yeah. there's nothing to really score. So we're not going to go ahead and do that. Yeah. Although I did write one note that says, don't tell me what to do, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> what? Uh, is, hold on. Hold on. My ignorance is showing. That's not him, is it? No, no. Okay. It's just, it's okay. just computer voice. Okay. I'm like, I'm like, because I know nothing about this. I'm like, is this a joke or is he being honest? So if Stephen Haw- uh, they would have had to pay a lot of money to have Stephen Hawking appear on their album. You could really just do it and just say it's him. It's fine. I think he had like a patented voice system with his little computer there. If I'm not mistaken, I don't just, know. Just credit him as Stephen with a V Hawkins with no, no G or anything. Stephen Hawkins. There's going to be copyright infringement in there somewhere, I swear to God. It's a name. All right, so song number eight, now the one we can actually start scoring again. Electioneering, which Google didn't correct me when I was typing this, or Word, I should say. Microsoft Word didn't uh, correct me when mm-hmm. I typed in this word, so apparently it's real. Interesting. That, or maybe it's just recognizing it as a song title. I don't know. But yeah, song number eight, Electioneering. Uh, there's something incredibly like post-punk or maybe even indie about this track. I don't know, just... It, this song feels like it could have come out somewhere in the early 80s, maybe. Just like in that whole era of like Joy Division type thing. Yeah. 
Um, a lot of it. Okay, you know, it sounds like you want to say something because I just saw your hands. You're, just like, you're excited. No, no, you said you said punky. I just one of my notes says this sounds a little punky, and it's a nice change from the sadness. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the very least, post punk. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's similar to punk, I guess, but it's just slightly different, a little more poppy in that sense, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I, I just know, like when I'm on the right track. When you say something that I thought, I'm like, all right, I, I was listening to it properly. I like how that insinuates that you think everything I say is correct. So thank you very much for instilling me with that confidence. You know what? If it keeps me on the show, I'll say whatever you want. I suppose so at this point. Can you say that Mr. Bungle beats out Tool? No. <laughs> well, no. Then you're off the show. But goodbye. Tool wins. <laughs> Have we addressed that at all yet? Like, uh, not not this episode. No. Okay. Uh, sorry to cut it off. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say this really quick just to put it out there because uh, last week, if anyone was watching, Tool tied directly for first with Mr. Bungle's California. So at the point of recording this, this has already been settled by the time this episode's out. But at the mm-hmm. point of recording this, we put a poll up on the Instagram stories, the Facebook story, and on TikTok. And as of this moment. 34 votes have been put in, and it's 17-17 apiece in the fan vote. So he's, at the point of recording this, have still have not have decided who the number one album of all time is. They're kind of just overlapping each other. So by the time this episode's out, though, that should already be decided. Hey, so just a quick editor's note here. So basically, this was finally determined after recording this episode on a Friday afternoon. I did a coin toss since the votes were still tied. And it turns out Tools Anima is now the number one overall video on our channel. Granted, it's still tied for first with Mr. Bungle's California, but image-wise on our tier list, it is number one. Not in this episode, though, as we haven't decided it yet, but next time for episode 37, it will be fixed. It better be Tool, and if it's not, I will eat my hat. And I will have to go purchase a hat to eat. Just make a hat out of beef jerky so you'll actually enjoy it. Oh, hell yeah. Just wear a bucket (laughs) hat full of beef jerky. No, because you still have to eat the hat, though. Just make the hat out of beef jerky, and that way you can just eat the whole hat and everything's fine. Anyways, we're talking about beef hats. <laughs> Where have we gone with this podcast? But yeah, uh, so it, it's just funny to think that by the time this is out, we'll already know, and everything I'm saying is irrelevant, but I just want everyone to know what's happening behind the scenes and how chaotic it's been for the last week. Like, I really want to just just say, like, vote for this, vote for that, but, like, it's completely irrelevant. It's too late, because it, it ended it Friday me. at midnight or Thursday at 11.59 p.m. If it hasn't been decided by then, I on Friday morning, I'm going to record a, a coin toss, which you'll, if if it has to come down to that, you'll have already seen it on social media, so just saying that right yeah. now. Oh, it's it literally going to come down to influence influence this. But I, I'll make sure there's, there's no cheating or anything to it, like, no cuts, no edits, no nothing, just flip, yeah. done. All right. All right. So, yeah, electioneering, as I said, a very post-punky kind of track. Um, a lot of energy is being brought back with this track as well. So, yeah, there's your pickup that you were mentioning a little earlier, too. Yeah. I like how this one feels kind of messier overall. So I do like that feeling about it. I really yeah. enjoy that. And, like, the last minute of this track is also really fun, too. I mean, like, you have, like, the energy, a bit of intensity to it, and really just, like, a lot of noise overall. So they're kind of just going nuts with this one, which I appreciate. Uh, interesting track to have on here. Not my favorite on the album, but I, there's a lot I do appreciate about it. Um, this one immediately puts a pep into my step. Um, like you said, it does sound sort of, I guess, sloppy in a way, but to me, it sounded like the guitar was kind of sounding like it was trying to catch up with the rest of the song, whereas a lagging a little bit, but still within the confines of 
the the bars, you know what I mean? Maybe it was just a little heavier in the front of the bar where the rest of it was maybe back half heavy. I don't really know how to explain that. Um, but uh, I, even with the squeals and slides, I enjoy the song. I still wish I knew what the hell he was singing. I just want to sing along and not just make primal grunting noises because that's literally all I can do. I I really liked that the song slowed down just to start up and get right into a solo. That was cool. I I kind of felt like my my car was slowing down and then I just pressed the gas and just flew off again. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I really dig it. And, uh, and yeah, it's definitely in the the top half of my ranking for sure. Yeah. You tend to have a, like a trend with songs like this that are just like <laughs> a little noisier, messier ones just kind of stand out to you a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering what would happen if we redux daughters at this point, if like your score would suddenly like jump for that one. I think it would. Because that Honestly. was episode two. That was like, you weren't like quite into that at that point. Yeah. Like not to say that you didn't like anything on the album, but I'm just, I, I feel like with how far we've come now and how like much we've opened up to certain music that if we redux yeah. daughters that you're, it's not going to skyrocket, but your score would definitely go up. I think so. Or, or I would find beauty in something that maybe I had scored a little lower the first time. Although the reason they hate me would still be your number one song. I still like that song. Of course, it's still Don't me. Tell I, me how to do my job. I at least two or three so times much. a week, I listen to that one just because yeah. it's it's fucking unbelievable. Oh yeah, I like it's it. I have a Spotify playlist of, and it's just called Yes. So they're all songs that I listen to that I'm just like, yes, give me more of this. And as soon as I heard that song, I was like, yes, <laughs> this is going yeah, right on. Even the, the first playlist. second, it's pretty, pretty crazy. I mean, a lot of songs <laughs> yeah. in the album. But here we are talking about Daughters. It's, it's all the <laughs> way back from episode two. We got to keep talking about Radiohead. Mm-hmm. So I guess we can move on to song number nine now, Climbing Up the Walls. Even after repeated listens of this one, I'm still unsure how I feel about the hollow and tinny snare. I don't know if I'm ever going to appreciate that in any song. Um, maybe if it was at the beginning and then sort of faded out into something else later on, it would have been okay if it was kind of like a, a feature, um, but it pretty much being the whole duration of the song, I was sort of eh, on and off about it. That's fair enough. Actually, that's one of the uh, first notes I make, too, about the song, too. I do say that the track feels really spacious, and yeah, that drum's kind of like way distant in the background mm-hmm. with the mixed with the soft guitars and like that flat buzzy bass and everything like that. And the vocals are definitely like kind of like higher and they almost sound kind of shy in a way too. I don't know. It's weird to explain, but this whole song kind of feels like a party of people that aren't speaking or looking at each other. Like they're not speaking <laughs> to each other, not looking at, they're just kind of like a bunch of wallflowers that showed up in the house one day. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, like the, I don't know. I, I like the distant snare because it kind of gives it like this air of like mystery, I guess, a little bit and just like yeah. a bit of intrigue because you're just like, what's happening here in this wide open area? Like things do get a little more compact in the second verse. A lot of ambient layers just kind of like make everything sound really surreal in this song. So I appreciated that kind of building, I guess, although it's not building in like the sense that other songs do. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I guess it does because it does start to get noisier towards like the last portion of the song. And I guess I started appreciating that. And I guess what I didn't realize at first was I was appreciating the way it was building from like these quieter spacious parts. And then suddenly just 
kind of condenses all into one spot, one really noisy, noisy spot. So I, I, I don't know. I guess the more I think about it, the more I enjoyed that. But like the ending did feel a little anticlimactic, though. Like with that in mind, so I mean, it still sounds cool, but just I don't know. I felt like they could have done more with the ending, but it just kind of plopped off. Yeah. Um. I did like, like, just speaking of how it kind of, you know, come, I guess, sort of all noisily comes together. Um, I, I hear a raspy sort of vocal effect that does go with the drums. So, I mean, that is good because if it was just sort of straight either way, one would seem too much in comparison. Um, that kind of in turn lends itself to sort of that gritty guitar. Um, that comes in the I just have sort of a overarching statement about the album during this song I guess sort of occurred to me that uh this album is starting to slowly grow on me because when I had only heard it once I honestly hated it like I listen to almost every song was like this is how why am I even listening to this but the more I'm listening to the more I'm like okay like I I can get into this and I hate like I, it's not that I hate proving myself wrong. It's just like, I'm so set in my ways and I am so fucking stubborn that when I change my mind, I'm like, oh, so it's like that, eh? And it's all just arguments in my head. So I, I am glad that that it changed, but it's one of those, oh, you changed so quickly. You had an opinion and you flipped it. I have a feeling this is going to like come out somewhere down the road where we're going to listen to a great album. You're just going to tank it just for the sake of tanking it. <laughs> no, it's going to suck. Don't worry. I, I oh. certainly hope so. <laughs> just, just pick you yourself. Pick a really shitty album that we can yeah. just destroy for no reason. Yeah. And just so we can have something in the F tier. <laughs> I could do that. I could probably do that. I do have a couple more about this song. Um, I, I had mentioned this earlier, but I find that they do use a lot of slow whole notes to fill out the sound. And sometimes it's hard for me to tell when one note changes to another because it is just so fluid, which is kind of cool. Um, it kind of gives a, I don't know, it gives movement to it in a way. Um, I really enjoyed the screaming at the end and I liked how it felt when it ended. And then the song sort of toned down to a close where it kind of hit sort of, it wasn't really a high, it was kind of a hill. And then it sort of came down that hill. So at least it had a little bit of a peak. Um, but yeah, the, the screaming was, I don't know. It's, I just wanted to hear more emotion. So those little bits of them that he's offering us through these songs, I guess they're not often, but when you do hear them, you're like, oh, like, you know, I should take him seriously. Cause if they were all the time, I wouldn't pay much attention, but because they're here and there, they catch my attention. I'm like, oh, like I, I really should be paying attention to what's happening here, which like, stop, stop confusing me. Stop brainwashing me. I have my own mind. <laughs> yeah, I I, I kind of like how they, they make some kind of interesting choices on throwing in like these quieter certain layers in the background that aren't like standouts at all. They don't last long, but at the same time, they're there to kind of like, I guess, make a point or statement in the song. So yeah, just give it a new texture, I guess. And yeah, it really works like that. They're very smart for that. And they've always, I, I can't say that they've always done that, but at the same time, they've gotten better for doing 
weird subtle stuff like that, especially in the like more experimental works down the road, like mm-hmm. in Rainbows, in Bloom or whatever it's called, or yeah, something like that. I, I don't remember. Jeez, that's the one album I don't have, and it's very hard to get into. Yeah, <laughs> I will say that. I, there's a few songs I like on it. I just don't. I haven't gotten the time to get get into it yet. Mm-hmm. But that's this album. This is this one. So we move on to another single now. Song number ten. No surprises. And okay, so this is where I mentioned earlier that like, oh, I I had to do a bit of lyrical analysis here. Okay. Just, just a little bit. I, I'm not digging too deep into it because I did say like it was a really pleasant start to the track. Obviously, it kind of feels like a lullaby for like the entirety yeah. of the track. And so I felt to myself like, okay, this is this is sounding a little too nice to be nice. Like something's up here. Like you, what are you hiding in the lyrics? I've heard too many bands do this. Where, like I've said it before. I'll say it again. Memory Lane by Elliot Smith is like the the happiest, bountiest folk song over here with the most darkest, depressing lyrics you'll ever hear. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you can't fool me. What are the lyrics? And I looked it up, and sure enough, like I kind of got this. Uh, it's it's not so hard to break down, I guess, but it, I got the idea that the song is like just about compliance with an unhappy life or something like that. Just something that you're kind of forced to do, and you're just like, fuck it, I, this is my life now. Like you don't yeah. bother trying to do so. It's just like this mundane, shitty, like unhealthy, unhappy life, and you're just like, whatever, this is me. So like literally no surprises in your life every day is just a carbon copy of the day before. No alarms, no surprises, no alarms, no surprises, no alarms, no surprises, please. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, in the very last course, when he's saying no alarms, no surprises, the background vocals are saying, let me out of here. Oh. So he's definitely, this character in his head is just like, you know, understanding like the madness of this, of just like, I'm stuck in this prison of a body yeah. that's like just living this shitty shell of a life. That's so once again, very depressing lyrics on a very lullaby, happy, pleasant song, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Stop confusing me. <laughs> like melodically, it's very catchy. Like, I mean, like the yeah. motif of the song is it's there pretty much for the entire thing. And it's really nice, easy on the ears. So again, like it makes the lyrical content just go down a lot easier too, because I mean, like, with it sounding so pleasant like a lullaby, it ma- it makes this harsh pill that is the lyrics, like, you know, more digestible, I guess. Because yeah. if you just had to take it plainly and the song was dark as all hell, like, this song would be really hard to grasp with because, like, wow, like, existential crisis mode, engage. Mm. It's like that spoonful of sugar, right? Yeah, it helps the medicine go down. And, man, is this med- this it's, like, more bitter than Buckley's. I don't know. Someone- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I... Through the song, I am, or I was, getting used to the music box-like lullaby glockenspiel and guitar combo, Um, but I kind of like when it's just the guitar after a while, when the glockenspiel comes back, it's just sort of like, okay, like, again, I think it would have sounded great at the beginning and maybe touch upon it in the middle, but sort of playing on it the entire song, it was just sort of... I, I kind of got annoyed of it after a while. I mean, just sort of minor nitpick. Um, I did find the song a little slow to get to where it wants to be. Um, I didn't do a lyrical anything. I don't think I even understood half of the words. I had to uh, read which, them, yeah. So Yeah, which may have been beneficial for me to look some up, uh, but I didn't. Um, it uh, did end just like it begins with sort of more of the same throughout. It was very one, I don't want to say one note, but I guess kind of taking into consideration what you said about 
sort of the the lyrical content, it kind of does make sense for it to sort of sound, you know, level through the whole thing, because that kind of hand in hand with the nothing really changing kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I'm stretching or reaching. Well, I mean, the vocals are like not completely monotone in the song, but they kind of, yeah, follow like the same kind of like melody, I guess. And that fits thematically too, since like, you know, you just, you're just kind of a drone at this point. You're just like, I'm, I'm happy. My bullshit life. This is me. Everything's mundane. What a happy house I have. Yeah. That kind of thing. Oh, I, I hate that. That hurts me. It just, it makes me, it just makes me feel sad. Like I just want to call him up and tell him everything's okay. You know, I'm here for you. It's okay. But I, I am glad that I hear more of the bass. Uh, I like that it elaborates on the main riff a little bit more. Um, It kind of follows that, which is nice. Um, For some reason, I like the bass when the song is ending it sounds very nice and full and I I think it's only couldn't be more than a bar or maybe it's just the, the note it ends on. I, I can't really recall it at the moment, but I, I liked it. It's not my favorite. I did find that the song, I don't want to pun this up, but I feel like it kind of didn't give me any surprises at all. It was what I heard from the beginning is really what I got through the whole song. But like I said, maybe that was the point. Maybe so. Cause yeah, like, I mean, if it does have that musical box, like quality and like usually music boxes are just kind of like a short loop type thing. So, I mean, it just wanted to put you into that like state of ease and like let your guard down. Meanwhile, all this bullshit's happening behind the scenes. They're emotionally manipulating me through music. Imagine an artist ever doing that. Insane. I feel, I feel duped. Blasphema. <laughs> All right, we'll move on now to song number 11. Another song that's probably emotionally manipulative, especially if you read the lyrics. I, I was going to, but I decided against it. But I could just pick up on a few things. The song's called yeah. Lucky. And yeah, it just it's, it sounds like another very depressingly sad song. <laughs> Yeah, um, one of my notes just says, is the song title ironic? I would definitely think so. Again, I didn't okay. read the lyrics, so I can't be certain, but just the way everything is presented. Yeah, yeah, Ima- yeah, imagine yeah. the song, this one's like a complete polar opposite, where the lyrics are incredibly happy, but the song is just like very dreary. Yeah, it's like um, like Pharrell's happy, but in like, like I don't know, a very lethargic sludge sound. Well, it, it's kind of like the song Imagine by John Lennon, how like it's a very happy sounding song, but the lyrics... Uh, a lot of people tend to interpret the lyrics as like they're actually sadder than you would be led to believe only because it's like someone hoping and imagining that this like all these good things that he's saying will happen but in the world of this this protagonist it's not actually happening it's just something that they want so it is actually sadder than most people are led to believe even though like the piano sounds really pretty interesting so with the song Lucky, um, I don't necessarily mean this in a bad way, but the first feels for uh, the first verse feels so lifeless, and because mm-hmm. I, I mean because it's just so quiet and defeated sounding. So like in the way it's kind of presenting itself, like it's like this heavy emotional track in the in kind of a way. I do like the quiet sounds in the background of this track too. Like it feels like like an underlying like anxiety on a melancholy feeling. So there's just like 
a lot of negative going on, but I've said it before. I'll say it again. I, 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 I'm attracted to these tracks for one reason or another. I don't know why. They just sound much better to me. So yeah, I, I I definitely appreciate stuff like that. And the chorus sounds great too. I really like it. I love how it progresses and how it sounds. But I like the like the higher sounds that are either like an affected guitar or vocals. I can't determine what. It's probably guitars. But it, like it's just like a nice little extra texture of sound to have. And so just finding, once again, little things in these songs that I'm really enjoying. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the song begins with like some minor notes or what, but it makes me feel unsettled, which really piqued my interest. Um, It makes me feel like I'm walking down a quiet and dusty road, like in the desert at midnight in a rather somber mood because the atmosphere reminds me of kind of like a howling wind where you're just sort of alone there. You look around, there's just nothing around you. And it's just, it's, uh, I don't know. It made me feel very uncomfortable, but in a, in a way where you watch like a psychological thriller movie where you can watch it and it, it's off putting and it makes you uncomfortable, but you need to see what happens. You need more of it. Um, That's how I felt watching no country for old men. That was a great movie. I don't think I was gonna say I don't think I've seen that one. Um, but I'm not a movies person. Although I do I do want to watch a lot more psychological thrillers because I do like that. Um I what is it? Just it what is it endorphins or it's something that is just adrenaline. Yes. I just I like that shot of adrenaline where I know I'm safe on my own couch, <laughs> but it's it's there. Um yeah, I, I, only a couple more notes for this song on my end. Uh, I do like the electric guitar and what I assume is a wah-wah pedal usage. I like that. Uh, That added something cool. Um, And the tempo to most of these songs really get to me. And I just feel sad. Like not, you know. Welcome to Radiohead. Yeah. Like I didn't know this. Like it's not like wailing. I'm so sad. What was me? But just where you kind of sit there and you sort of internalize what you just heard and sort of introspectively think like, huh. And that's it. You just, just, huh. There there was a, a Radiohead album that came out not too long ago, Moonshape Pool. And this, I think one of the first singles out that album was called like uh, Daydreaming or Daydream or something like that. And it's apparently one of the saddest radio song, Radiohead songs that there are. So if you want to hit listen to Sad Radiohead, go ahead and check that out. Well, I'm good. Thank you. I, I have it's 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 an incredibly sad but beautiful song. I I really enjoy it. But that's uh, that's Moonshade Pool. Uh, this song definitely has um, like end of album vibe to it. I know we yeah. often mention that when we get to this portion, and, but this song definitely makes me feel that way. And one thing I realized too when I was writing that note, like thinking back to other times I've said that, is just that. I always say like, oh, this could be an ender, blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't know, something about this made me appreciate the fact that it's not. I do like yeah. this this feeling that like this could be the end of the album. But then there's always that one last track to follow just to kind of like, you know, resolve the story, tide things over and not maybe, maybe not leave you on such the darkest note, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I really appreciate that. And I mean, like as sad as the song feels, there is oddly enough something that makes me feel good about it. Uh, mainly in the courses because it's just written and played so well. Nothing stands out over one another. Everything just feels right. And so just the way everything kind of is presented, again, especially in the courses, 
just it, it feels just so euphoric i guess is the best way to describe it like i think i use that word in the next note i'm just kind of like looking at all my notes here i use that word in the next song but in this one i definitely felt it in here too like the verses are like dreary and sad but the the courses have that kind of a bit of a pickup and just like awareness i guess is the best word i can think to use at the time for lack of a better term but still like i don't know i really like this one this is a quite the interesting track to have towards the end yeah yeah i, I got nothing else for for that one i i spit all my note all at once <laughs> no worries that means we move on to the final track on the album the tourist yeah. Um, it's a really soft way to end the album for the most part. Cause like it does have a bit of kind of a pick me up in it a little bit. I can't even really say that to be honest. It yeah. gets a little louder. That's the best way to put it. But then again, like expecting a booming hurrah from a band like Radiohead probably isn't really expected. So can't be too surprised with the end of this album, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, I, I do use the word euphoric here too. Cause this song feels really euphoric in its presentation. It's kind of like a re reward for making it all the way to the end. Yeah. It's like that finish line that you run through and everyone cheers for you. Yeah. Just, I don't know if something feels like bright and grand about it, even if the lyrics might be sad, which they probably are again, didn't break them down, but I, I can almost guarantee they're sad somehow. Yeah. It still feels like a bright finish. Um, <laughs> first, first note. Why are there so many slow songs on this album? The slowest song on the album, by the way. Again, not I am not someone who is familiar with Radiohead's deep cuts or anything that wasn't presented to me on a silver platter. So, I mean, uh, again, I may be saying this with the utmost naivete. Um, to me, it does reek of last album track. It does have that sort of you know, okay, you know what, we're, we're playing this song as the band's packing up their gear and, you know, we, you know, we're done. That's it. Uh, it does kind of have a waltzy feel. I don't know if this is in like three, four, but I was trying to count it out. I only got to three. I can only assume. Um, That's possible. I, I didn't count. So I don't know. Yeah. Three minutes in and I really got nothing. I just like, I don't know. I didn't connect with the, this one at all. Yeah, that's fine. Like, I mean, it's mainly a wrap up anyways. Mm -hmm. And I, I do kind of have a note that kind of ties into that a little bit. It's my, my last note. This is my second last note is that like, I was back and forth on having such a slow pacing for this song. Like sometimes I feel like a dirge might've been faster than this one <laughs> tempo wise. Mm -hmm. um, but it still felt fitting and right. But yet, like, I don't know, it felt like it was dragging at some point. So even right now I'm kind of like, I don't know how I feel about it, but at the same time, like I don't hate the song. So that must say enough about it. Yeah. And the, my final note is that the ending made me feel like I was left behind Yeah. because like the music was just kind of happening and then it just kind of vanished out of nowhere. And with, with that, the, the final sound you hear is like the hit of the bell, that small little bell. You suddenly realize like you're, you're left alone in your room, staring at a wall, realizing you're probably disassociating while listening to this song a little <laughs> bit. And then you realize the album's over and everything's quiet. So it's a one heck of an experience, I guess. Yeah. I, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I, I wrote that I, I think I am mentally fatigued from this album and I'm sure that with repeat listens, it will get better, but I'm not going to lie. I thought Radiohead was more rock than this and this completely knocked my expectations loose. And I don't know if that's a good thing. 
I still feel like there's so much more that I need to delve into to really make any sort of judgment on the band or their songs in general, because this is only just a snapshot in time, right? That's why they try to do like a departure from those first two albums, because like as they started expanding their sound and experimenting with different things, they wanted to get away from that rock sound. That's especially why they hated Creep mm-hmm. or that they still hate Creep, I should say. Yeah. So yeah, like I could see where you would have been fooled, especially thinking like, you know, again, you hear Creep, maybe you hear My Iron Lung, Karma Police to an extent. Yeah. And then you listen or to like some, and dry even. Yeah, even so, even with that too. Kind of a ballady type song, yeah. It's another one. But then yeah, you get into like their more experimental cuts like uh All I Need from like In Rainbows or something like that, or Mr. Magpie from In Bloom or just Bloom. I kind of don't remember what the hell that album's called. Regardless, Bloom is Nirvana, but I don't know if something blue. Morning, maybe that's the song. King of Limbs. That's the name of the album. Someone already wrote in the comments because I already mentioned this album earlier. Someone probably already wrote in the comments like, "Oh, it's King of Limbs, dumbass." I know that now. Thanks. Okay, and if you haven't written that and you heard him say that, please write it in the comments. But now you're just writing it in spite of me. But yeah, King of Limbs has a song called Morning Bloom on it, but it also has uh, Morning Mr. Magpie, and I really like that song. But yeah, like those are really like weird experimental cuts as compared to like the more rock-oriented tracks. Yeah. So I only have a couple more notes about this one. Uh, the song did feel like it kind of took forever to get to where it was going. Uh, even at the end, it didn't really get to a large explosion after all that buildup. Uh I all I got was a triangle hit or whatever bell, and that was it. And then my last note just says "woo." Period. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I said. Like that's when you kind of like come out of it and realize, like, oh, I've been staring at a wall this whole time, just listening to this track end. Like, yeah. I'm alone in my room now, and the album's over. Everything's quiet now. It's awkward. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, I guess that's gonna wrap it up too, because that's all I really have to say about it as well. So that would bring us to the end of OK Computer, one of the more iconic albums out there right now. We actually got through it. Yay! And hopefully you did too. So thank you very much for joining us on this journey through OK Computer. If you do like this album or you like what we did with it, remember to like, subscribe, comment, rate, share, follow, all those great things. We want to know your opinions about this album, how you feel about it. You heard everything we have to say about the songs. What do you feel about the songs? Go ahead and let us know. But there's also more you can let us know, like your song rankings and your album ratings, because it's time for us to get into those things now. Woo! Yeah, we got to get into this uh, uh, before. Actually, no, I'll just do it now. Boom, above our heads, uh, screen has changed randomly. Surprise. Gotcha. Anyways, there's names, there's numbers, and we got to put song titles in there. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious about this one, because I do have three question marks on my list. Ooh, and the rest are X's, aren't they? Yes, they sure. I rarely have check marks. I, I don't feel as confident this time around. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't. Let's just say we will match two. One, because I believe it, and two, because I'm optimistic. If we're going to follow patterns, realistically, this is going to be zero. Uh, but I'm going to say one. I'm just going to straight up say one. All right. I, I don't know. Just the way we're talking about the song. I, I have three question marks, but again, those are never really solidified. So we yeah. will, we'll find that out right now. Again, we're only ranking 11 songs because we're not doing fit or happier. So, yes, out of 11. So, song number 11, Let Down. The Tourist. The Tourist. And just to make sure, where the hell is it on my list? Yeah, that one was an X. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So, number nine, uh, sorry, 10, no surprises. 
No surprises. There's the number one. And that was a question mark. Yeah, yeah. Depending on what you say about songs, like I'll either have an X or the, like cross it out and like write a check mark afterwards just because I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe she liked it. Maybe she doesn't like it enough. Maybe it'll match mine. It's hard to say. That one was definitely one of them. Oh, yeah. Number nine, climbing up the walls. Uh, exit music for a film. Exit music. Okay. Uh, exit music was an X. Number eight, electioneering. I know that one's going to be higher on your list. <laughs> Subterranean, that homesick alien. Terranian. I know how to spell that. Anyways, there you go. <laughs> the number seven exit music. Lucky. Isn't For some reason I've adopted lucky. some sort of accent, I think. <laughs> Good job, Madonna. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> have you seen, like, have you seen her recently? Her scary TikToks, her scary face in the oh tree growing out of her vagina. Yeah, I've seen oh it all. Oh, my God. Have you heard about the tree thing? Oh my God! Was it an NFT? Uh, yes. Oh my Lord! But uh, she she birthed the tree from her naked vagina. Oh. I mean, it's like but a she three also, She also said that a lot of thought and care had gone into the. Mm, I'm sure, and also a lot of mushrooms, probably. Anyways, you can tell a lot of care didn't go into her face. Ha! Anyways, <laughs> number six, the tourist. Oh, number six, climbing up the walls. Climbing. Okay. Number five, Karma Police. Paranoid Android. Uh, let's see here. We can still match on one, but I can tell you right now we're not going to. I Like, I promise you we won't. So I think we, we've uh, gone to just one. That's right, right? Yeah, no surprises. Uh, yeah. My number four is Lucky. Airbag. Told you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so airbag. So, hey, I got it right. At least one's better than none. I'll take that. Number oh, three, paranoid android. Let down. You know what my other two are and the order probably. Uh, I'm already forgetting one of them. I know what one of them is, but I forget the other one, but that's fine. Number two, subterranean homesick alien. Karma, please. That was it. Yeah. For some reason, I forgot the <laughs> biggest song. Yeah. And yeah, I know what your number one is, but my number one is airbag. Electioneering. What an interesting choice. Yeah. Well, that and Karma Police had the same score, but I just, I was a little bit more intrigued by electioneering. Maybe because I haven't heard it. Maybe it's brand new, but you know what? doesn't matter. It's where it landed and I like it. It was a bit of a noisier, messier track and you like that kind of stuff. So, hey, it definitely works. And Karma Police is very clean. So, I mean, yeah, you put them up it's together very... and boom very indicative of my personal life just messy sloppy and no one knows where it's going ah yes you gotta love how uh, just everything fits into that little window right there yep Alrighty then well that's what we think about the songs that's where we ranked them we got one at the very least so hey that's something to talk yeah. about i suppose i mean we already did we had to do more talking though about album ratings hopefully this one's not 83.25 so we don't have a three-way goddamn oh my tie. god imagine that the fact that it's 83.25 for two albums is blowing my mind and it happens to be number one whatever we're gonna find out now it's so we're, let's just go ahead transition screens and find out where this album goes swish Woo. once again i have to mention by the time we're recording this we uh haven't decided the number one overall for mr bungles california and tools anima so that's why i kind of looked all squished and piled on top of each other there but don't worry next time you see this list it'll be fixed 
I mean, that's that's what you get when two albums score 83.25. What are the fucking odds? Stop it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, so now uh, we got to throw Radiohead in the mix. I doubt it's going to hit that high, but the idea is it's going to fit somewhere on this list, and that's what we're going to figure out right now. So, I believe... Is it your time to go first? I never remember. Uh, I don't know, but I will. Anyways. Oh, you know what? I went first last week because you ripped the Band-Aid off her bungle. I remember that. Okay. Ah, yes. So I guess... Yes. A, yeah, a monumental time, it was. Yes. Um, My... Now, despite all of the things that I have said and um, sort of my first thoughts on this album... Um, I actually rated it a 70.91, which after all is said and done is higher than I thought it was going to be, but I'm actually kind of proud of myself for sticking it out and uh, giving it a chance, just a chance in general. I got to say that's actually tremendously lower than I thought you were going to rate it. (laughs) Yeah. I thought mid seventies for sure. I was like, that's got to be a thing. Yeah. I just found the tempo just too slow for my preferences but that's the good thing about music it's just it's personal to each person and that's that's what i got from it yeah i'm supposing so so 70.91 you say yep absolutely okay so i mean obviously i i guess i showered a little more praise on this album but regardless i did rate it higher but i also didn't a tier it though it is very close, 79.54%. So it is pretty high. No, yeah, not really. And I mean, overall, it's going to hit like dead middle in the tier list because it comes to 75.22%. Between Tripping Daisy and Animals' Leaders. Wow, that's still, that's still, I, I always think when I hear like 75, it's going to be like somewhere down, like TV on the radio, Kate Bush, like yeah. Mary, but so it's going to be like up here somewhere, huh? Yep. Or right there, exactly, really realistically. And I'll fix that later because I don't want to have to shrink everything down again while we're <laughs> still here in the episode. But there you go. Yeah, Radiohead, uh, middle of the road B, but high up on the actual list itself, like aesthetically. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm, I'm going to ask you now that we're still like here on the air and everything like that. How do you feel that Kevin Gilbert's been knocked out of the top five? Uh, it hurts me, but the fact that he was there to begin with pleases me more than I can even uh, express. Because it not only was it my opinion, it was someone else's that had never heard of him before. So the fact that it was top five with someone's input that had no prior knowledge or experience listening to him, I feel pretty good about it. So even that brief stint, I'm I'm all right with it for sure. Sounds good. But now he's yeah. in the company of uh, many great bands and now oh, including yeah. Radiohead. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny how we've stacked up that B tier for so long, but we just had a like a long string of A tier albums, so I can't like make fun of the B tier anymore. Yeah, it was going on for a while there, but yes, we are back to the B tier. Radiohead's OK Computer has now found its way to, like pretty much not aesthetically in the middle, but numerically in the middle. Yeah, yeah. 75.22%. I thought it was a pretty great album. You thought it was good, I guess. Yeah, like, it it has sort of set me on this uh this thought that I actually should give Radiohead a chance because just, I don't know, it just never sort of 
struck me as something that I should listen to, but listening to an entire album, I'm like, I, I really want to see what they did before and after this. I, I can point out a few tracks that I think you'd probably like. Yeah. There's actually a note about that we that we can't talk about here on camera that I'll have to mention to you off camera because it has to do with bonus content. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. You do, because that's we got to discuss that soon. But regardless, we're not discussing it now because yep. we're at the end of the episode for the day. What an episode it's been. Iconic Radiohead album celebrating its 25th anniversary. So happy anniversary, Radiohead, with OK mm-hmm. Computer. And we hope that you like this episode, too. So thank you very much for making it this far, if you indeed have. And if you have, you can go ahead and show us that you, how much you like it by like, subscribe, share, comment, rate, follow. All those things really help build the musical community. You know what we're trying to do, and we want you to be a part of it. Remember, when we hit 100 subscribers, we're going to go ahead and give away, uh, start giving away records that you've heard on this show. So not just random records, like records that have been on this show. So yes, you want to get a part of that, help us hit 100. And every month that we're over 100, we're going to keep doing it. So get on it. And also to everyone out there in audio land, hello, if you could do a favor and uh, leave a really good rating and maybe a good comment, you know, help build, boost us up in the, the, uh, the ratings over there in audio land. So more people can discover us, listen to us and be a part of the community just like you are. Be very much appreciated because if you're enjoying us, why not leave us a nice rating, huh? I think that would be a great, happy, nice thing to do. That's what we're trying to do with this community anyway. Hell yeah. Or if if you don't really want to go to like Apple Music, whatever, and, and sort of leave a comment there, uh, YouTube, leave us comments there. We read every single one of them. And I just want to know, I want to know if you agree with me, if you disagree, if I missed something, enlighten me, please. And Especially with this one. And if you if you notice, we do respond to the vast, vast, vast majority of comments. So yes. by all means, you want to interact with us. That's probably the best way to do it. Yes, you please. can also find us on our socials. You can find our emails. You can find everything over at ratetherecord.ca. You know, we do have our social media, so our Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, yeah. ratetherecord at gmail.com. All of those links can be found over at ratetherecord.ca. And if you want to request anything, just go to ratetherecord.ca and it is literally one click to a form. Fill out the form and your request is in and we shall oblige. Can't promise when, but it will be in a timely manner. Yeah, the the idea, because I'll I'll, I'll kind of pull back the curtain a smidge too. We just got a brand new request recently. And uh, so we have one coming up in the next couple of weeks, but then we have one coming up in about four or five weeks after that, because we don't want to put requests too close to each other. But so just spacing out like a little bit. But the idea is, yes, we will try to get to your uh, request as soon as possible, especially depending on how many we have in like, you know, the pipeline. Yes. Yeah, it's all there. But you know what else is at ratetherecord.ca? A link to our Kofi page, kofi.com slash ratetherecord, in case you want to type it in manually for some reason. But you just go to ratetherecord.ca and click on it. But yes, if you do want to donate to the show, uh, support us financially, completely optional, but the option is indeed there. Be truly appreciated. And I keep saying that we're, we're like planning some bonus content specifically for Kofi. Don't worry, that is coming down the pipeline. We, we got a lot to do in our own personal lives. So we're, we're yeah. trying to arrange <laughs> things, you know, and we are going to start doing that. We are discussing it. So, yeah. yes, you'll get bonus content. You get a shout out at the beginning of the episodes, at the end of the episodes, too, and like a nice little thank you card type thing. So by all means, join the RTR Club. Go check out uh, Kofi.com slash rate the record if you want to financially support the show. Yes, please. Well, please sounds like I'm begging, but please anyways. Well, I'm going to fold my hands. Please, please. <laughs> I next need time, money. I'm going to wear shabby, a shabby shirt and have messy hair next time. I'm just going to put my tool shirt back on that has like holes in it. It's crinkled and stuff. <laughs> just like, please. 
Oh, yeah, what an episode it's been. But just before, just before we let you go, we like to give a little hint of what to expect next week on the show. And next week, we go back to Savannah's picks. It's been a few episodes since we've had a Savannah pick. Yeah, yeah. So we are there now. So she's going to tell us a little bit what, a little bit about what to expect next week. Are they siblings? Are they lovers? Did they change the trajectory of music at the time? Did you just give it away? <laughs> Probably. Was it about the music or just the aesthetic? One member is enjoying a successful solo career even to this day. I just want to well let you know. <laughs> I just want to let you know. So as you're putting the album in the tier list and we got the waiting room, if that fucking blurred out album didn't give it away enough, I don't think I gave too much away. I, I know a couple of people personally that when we had uh, Mr. Bungle's self-titled album in that list, they immediately knew it's like, oh, you got Bungle coming on the show. I'm just really? like, oh, you'll have to find out. Well, because that clown head is fucking like. Yeah, you're, you know. you're trying to keep it all vague. It's like, you'll like, have to just, tune in and find out. They're like, they, we know. We know our feet. <laughs> oh, do I'm still trying to be all mysterious about it. It's like, yeah, you fucking, you read my poker face. Yeah. My poker face. <laughs> That's okay, my. next week, Lady Gaga. Yeah, apparently. So. Are they lovers? What, is she schizophrenic? <laughs> okay, fine. It's the Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett uh, album. Oh, yes. The Lady Gaga experience. I thought, exactly. I thought you were going to say Bradley Cooper or something like that. Oh, movie God. Or whatever. I didn't even see the movie. Anyways, yeah, that is the end of the episode for today. You pretty much know who's coming next week. So go ahead and join us for that. But until then, go listen to some awesome music. Like Radiohead's OK Computer, because it is like a very iconic album after all. Go listen mm -hmm. to some awesome music, and we will see you again next week. So take care, friends. Bye-bye.